Hello and welcome to the SRF podcast. I'm Ollie and I'm Ben. If you're watching on YouTube, please remember to like the video, subscribe to the channel, and let us know in the comments what guest you'd like to see on the podcast next. Or if you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five star review. It really does help us out. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the SRF podcast with me, Ollie Ballinger, and co host Ben Williamson. Ben, how are you, mate? Hi, pal. Yeah, I'm good, thank you. I am very well. Tremendous. Well, we're very excited today to welcome on our next guest, Steve Franks. Steve, how are you? I'm good, thank you, chaps. Are you both good? Yeah, good, mate. Look at you, your nice little branded jumper, t-shirt. Love that. Yeah. Have we sent you? Have you got? And, your and, and, on look, you've got the same. Yeah. Have oh, you got well, your on yet? Have we still got to send it. Has Ollie still got to send no, it? No, you still got to send it to me. Oh, Keep promising it, but it's Ollie. not been delivered. <laughs> all, all, all good things come to those who wait. Anyway. Steve, tell us a little bit about yourself. Introduce us. Family, kids, oh, background. No. I, th- I thought we were going to stay away from family and kids and get away from <laughs> them. Go stay on football. Um, your background, probably failed footballer, uh, married, three kids, two dogs, two cats, horses, because my, girl, my girl's ride. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> a, a busy man come to work for a rest, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you're a failed footballer? Where did you get to? Grassroots or did you get a little bit higher? <laughs> I was like, I'm going to kick that grassroots to be fair. <laughs> but no, I didn't, didn't, didn't make it. Um, I was at Reading as a kid and didn't make it. And then uh, just went and played non-league, went over to Aldershot, Farnborough, played played that, that level of non-league football and uh, got into coaching actually, to be fair. Um, I went, went out to the States to coach out there for three months, which was absolutely brilliant. It ignited my uh, passion for coaching. Whereabouts? And then we come, say again? Whereabouts in the States? Uh, we were based in Atlanta. I went out with, uh, I think they're called, Ch- I'm not sure if they're running at the moment, because that was bloody about 20 odd years ago. Oh, you don't um, that old, mate. Yeah, I could have just said two weeks ago. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, about 20 odd years ago. And it was out with a company called British Soccer, which which changed to challenge the sport. Um, but it was all it was all soccer based out there. I think they've now gone to multi sports. But um, it, we were based in Atlanta. I spent three weeks in Florida. We travelled around a week everywhere. But it was just it was absolutely fantastic, you know, in terms of seeing back then how good the states could be at soccer. I mean, the girls the girls were fantastic. It's, it is a uh, women's sport out there where the guys have got gridiron, baseball, um, and basketball. So they've got them as their main sport. So I think if you fail at all in, then you go and play soccer. <laughs> did, you, yes. did you find it really easy to call it soccer when you're out there? Or did we no, just I struggle with football. Yeah, and they look at you a bit weird. Our football's first. <laughs> uh, so you were out in the States yeah. and then come back and had the coaching bug? Yeah, I got offered two, two full-time positions. One with an ex-pro who played at Southampton. who's running his own private soccer school. And, and one was a, a local footballing community um, over at Farnborough Town both offered me full-time jobs when I got back from the States which which was brilliant um, and I just started coaching and I was playing non-league football and I worked my, my way up the coaching badges and just really really enjoyed it and met a chap I think he's not far from your neck of the woods a chap called Jim Kelman um, he was he was a coach mentor and he was absolutely fantastic he almost like he opened my eyes to a, a new world of of football, you think you know it until you go into a different, a different area of the game, like refereeing. Um, yeah, like refereeing. You know football, never, right? Yeah, never done it, and then <laughs> a bit like a bit like fish, you know, doing the league. It's a whole new concept, you know, um, way of looking at football. It's and it's it's fascinating. So yeah, I, I, I came back, took a full time position, um, and then when I was lucky enough, when I was coaching with, I, I took the job with uh, 
chap called Steve Wood. Um, he, he ran his own soccer schools. He played for Southampton and I got into the academy coaching the academy kids uh, down at Southampton. I, and I worked there part-time for five years and I spent okay. 10 years ten years in the academy system, which was which was brilliant. Got to work with some some young people. I don't think they're very young now, but got to work with some good, good young talent who are now finishing their careers. Um, but yeah, it was a real good eye-opener. So um, it, it gave me the coaching bug and gave me a coaching career and I went on and got my coaching badges, to be fair. How did that compare like the academy stuff to you playing as non-league? Was it like two different worlds? Yeah, totally two different worlds. It, it, do you know what? It's really difficult. You finished my you know, my non-league football career because you end up going, that's not right. Why's not like this? Because I was spending time with FA coaches who had been there, played at, played at a really good level, uh, working with national coaches and they were basically open your eyes up so when you're getting back into the real world of football non-league where they haven't done coaching badges or maybe not had that experience when you question them they don't they don't like it when you question them they just feel like a yes man so when I question things they're like no fine so it, it, it did it did actually ruin my playing um, and also it ruins watching football because I can't watch football much anymore you know even going to a game where you've got some somebody's your left hand side screaming obscenities at a player and just doesn't understand things so it's, it's quite hard to watch it um now yeah, yeah and what and ben probably a similar question to you like do you find refereeing academy football different to refereeing non-league football oh massively yeah yeah, yeah. i think it's just a different style of football right because they're they're coached completely differently um i think the academy football that i officiate they're they're on the verges of the first team professional football right they 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 play the game completely different it's normally Pass around the back, pass it to the keeper, find that bit of space, lump it forward, and th- th- that's the tactic. Knackering for assistant referee. Doggies back between the keeper and the left back, keeper right back, keeper left back. I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> is, that, like, is that the professional way, Steve? Like maintaining the ball? Is that like keep the ball, keep the ball moving? Yeah, well, I, the players I think, out? Yeah, I think now I was, I was speaking to a friend of mine, you know, um, and we're talking about when we played compared to now. I mean, you have a look, you have a look now with the likes of. You know Pep, the, the style that he's brought to the country and and what he's doing, and you look at things now, and you know even grassroots. I mean, I'm watching my girls play, you know, at their local club, and going, wow, you know that's that's better than we played. You know the way they they pass the ball around, the movement, the rotations around. I think the knowledge of coaches has, has, has gained so much more than you know when I was in youth teams and stuff like that. I think I think it's just you know, and you can you can see it, can't you? Go on YouTube, you can. You know, look at how people coach, um, look at different systems, you know, the tactics, the strategies behind it. I think it's got so dangerous, is it getting a bit too more te- too technical and too tactical and, and not allowing the, the freedom and flexibility. But, you know, that, that's another reason why, you know, I enjoy doing the league because I get to go around and watch different systems and styles of play. Like you're saying, Ben, they pass through the back. You have one team that knock it up, up top long. What's yeah. right? What's wrong? There isn't there isn't a right or wrong way, is there? It's just the style of play for you, that suits your your players and maybe against the opposition. You said um, you came back and got your coaching badges. What what are those badges that everyone refers to, and, and do you have to have them? What happens if you don't? Yeah, I, when I was working in the academy system, you, you had to have the, at least it was it was your B license. They, they keep changing them over now, um, and I've got my A license. Um, I got that when I was I was probably late 20s 
Um, yeah, probably about. And what does that entail? Ten. What's the difference between a B and an A? And um, it, it's 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 depth, depth of knowledge. Um, you look at you know it's eleven eleven in in your A license. You have to have the coach in a in a game. It's totally changed now in terms of the way that that is done. I mean, I I got my badge. God, that must have been almost 20 years ago. Yeah, probably about 20, 20 years ago, where it's totally changed. And also, they've got youth modules that, have, that that came in. I'm not sure where they are now. Um, but I think that was good age-appropriate because when I was working in the in the in academies, I started off with small-sided football under under 11s, under 12s. Um, and that, you don't need to know about 11-11. You just need to need to know about the principles of the game. Mm-hmm. But as you go on, when I, I worked, I went, worked up to... Um, I worked at Southampton for five years with small side football. I moved to Fulham where I, where I worked with the under 14s up to under 16s. That was 11 side. So that's when, you know, I got my A license as soon as I got to, to Fulham because you, you need it. Because if not, then you, you can't, especially with EPPP. Well, EPPP wasn't around when I was there, but they still had their, you know, criteria for coaching. Um, and, and then the youth modules come in, which I think is right. You it, At different ages, you need to know, you know, Mentally, psych- you know, psychologically and, and physically, where these players are. Yeah, know? I mean, it's got, it's it's got to be a progression, isn't it? Surely, what yeah. they, what, what you teach players at seven, eights, and nines is very different to twelves, thirteens, which again changes at eighteens, nineteens, twenty ones. Surely. Yeah, and, and 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 now you're looking at you know, I was speaking to um, what, my old academy manager Hugh Jennings at Southampton, probably about like, must have been about six months ago. Um, he's now gone to Fulham. He's he's had a great great career and. You know, he was talking about the implementation of, of and you, you'll, you'll see this from what you do, Ben, is from the youth team to the first team when you've got that, you know, what they call it, under 21s, 23s, that development phase. Yeah. Um, you're on your own. You go from being a, uh, you know, going into a scholar, being from scholar into a pro, you know, you, you're not you're not in this bubble anymore. You're in the, you're in a big wide, wide world and the pressure for you and, you know, mental stress must be you know and they put someone in place to deal just deal with that because i think it's really you know especially really important at at that that age especially from 19 plus you know or 18 plus you know it's 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 a real tough time for them i was gonna say i think it'd be um similar to referees you know like referees at 18 19 going out and refereeing semi-pro getting up to non-league at a young age you know it doesn't take long to like get a decision wrong and for you to like sort of walk away as a referee and, and question yeah. that, you know. So, and having the support network there is very fundamental to being successful there, there was, and, and Ollie, being able to grow. Just to jump in there, there was, uh, when I was at Southampton, which was brilliant. We had um, we had young referees who would come and ref and there'd be no, um, you know, you weren't allowed to shout at them, you could only encourage them. Um and they had a mentor, and there was always a mentor. And I thought, so that was brilliant for these young coaches, um, because you're looking at the player, developing the players, you're looking at developing the coaches, but you got to look at developing that referee as well, because, like you said, you get up to a certain bit. Then when you get up to non-league, then you're going right. That's a totally different kettle of fish. You know, the, the etiquette goes straight out the window. Is probably you, you, <laughs> you're well aware, Ben. You know, um, you get called names that you've not even heard before. Um, <laughs> I got a question for you on that, right? So yeah. I was out tutoring a referees course yesterday, um, and we were, we were part of that. We were watching watching the game, and one of the 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 coaches for one of the teams 
gave some pray a, a play across the ball in and it wasn't a great cross it went straight into the hands of the keeper they had a lot of other options didn't use them and the coach's immediate thing was oh no worries better luck next time keep your head up really praising really re- like really nice like you can do better 30 seconds later they felt that their player was pushed in the back the referee didn't give it and it was straight to a couple of expletives you're not very good turn around in frustration why is it why do you think we can praise our own players and our own team when something hasn't gone quite that well yet we flip into this really negative mindset to to a match official why why is that can you help us do you, do you know what? I haven't got no, I, I haven't got the answer for you. I'd love to have an answer for you. I've, I've only just got sort of, like you said, my experience and, and my own thoughts on it. Um, I, 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 what are you like as a parent, Steve, with your girls playing? I've got I've got a boy who played as well. So um, we, I've learned from my, my son. To be fair, you know, you, you want him to do really well, and you probably got you know. And I, I, I thought well, I come out of the academy system. Because I wanted to coach my son, I, you know, if not, I was waste, not wasting, but, I, you know, my time was going away. Uh, whereas, you know, Ben, you, you're here, there and everywhere with academy football. You could be up at, you know, Leicester, down to Cardiff, you know, across to wherever, you know, you are here, there and everywhere. Yeah. You know, so your weekend's totally taken up. So I stopped it, you know, to coach my my son Samuel uh, when he was about seven, eight. And you have to learn very quickly. It's not academy football. It is, it is grassroots. Um, and I tended to, you know, I was, I was harder on him than I was anyone else. Um, mm. But go back to my girls, Ollie. I, you know, my daughter had a cup game at the weekend and I stayed really quiet. I didn't do anything. I didn't say, I just smiled, gave her the thumb, gave her thumbs up when she'd done something well and let her play because I think that element of, I think I was trying to control it with my son to try and make him better regarding, yeah. you know, rather than just letting him play. And just enjoy it, work out for himself. So I thought to my daughter, oh, you could be standing in that little half space there, or you could open your shoulder up. She's got to learn it out for herself and let and let the coaches work. Um yeah, yeah. and I did notice on the sideline, to be fair, is a lot of parents are shouting instructions and going, they're, they're not right, they're not probably not what the coach is saying. But I've been there and done it, so pot kettle black, to be fair. I always um, find that great, like listening to parents scream and shout at their kids or another kid. So I'm like, can't Shouldn't the coach be telling them where to go or fall back or put the tackle in or whatever? Like, yeah, it, 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 yeah, and, and they're probably contradicting what, what the coach is saying to him. So, um, and, and to go back contradicting the educated people, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and to go back onto your question of referees, you know, I like to think I was uh, a coach that you you try and stand back and you don't, I don't get involved because the way I look at it, refs are human beings just like the players. The players make mistakes. Referees will make mistakes. You know, we haven't got we, we, haven't, we, haven't, we haven't got VAR at every grassroots game. Don't want it either, do we? Mike, Mike, Mike in your phone going, "Yep, yeah, no, that's you know, even though they got it wrong." So um, <laughs> it's it's a bit where you're just thinking, yeah, it's it's very very difficult. I just think if there could be a structure and a system, which is really important, I think for for the game, grassroots right the way up is is about recruiting referees and retaining referees. Um, how do we do that? I think we do that through, a, you know, a, a structure and a system of of mentoring, exactly like you do in in, in the coaching world. Um, I don't know if you you guys have that in your 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 worlds as, as referees, but you want somebody to do that with you. And I think now with all this modern technology and um, you know companies like VO where, where you are recording games, why can't the ref have that recording? Why can't the ref 
and the mentor have that recording, why can't they go through it and go, actually, have a look at this? A bit like if you went with a, a century field player, and look, you didn't need to press the ball there. You, you wanted to drop off or look, you wanted to open the shoulder here, you know, because you can see your winger and you could play that ball into them. Um, whatever it may be, you, you'd like, I'd like to see that introduced for, for referees. Um, and there's only one referee in the whole of my, you know, let's say since uh, the video has been in play, has actually asked for footage. You know, and you'd love referees to ask you footage because you go, there you are. I completely agree. Do you? Is it because some referees are just oh, too scared no, to ask? Um, I I don't know. But I, I, I have to throw that question back back to you. You, you guys, I'm different for me because I get it recorded every time it gets sent to me. Yeah. If there is a way that was, it was just really easy to upload the link somewhere, and if you wanted it, it's free to go and get because it's not private information, is it? Uh, you might want to limit it to a couple of people or you share the link and go, look, it's there if you want it. If you don't, it's okay. But here it is. Is there something football yeah. could do different? And the clubs proactively go, as a, a matter of course, we mark the referee or we do whatever. Oh, by the way, here's the link. If you want it, you've got it. Yeah, for, for, look, for a coach, a player and someone that runs a league, is there not, um, have the FA not got this referees department that, that looks at this and comes up with ideas like you'd go, well, each county should have something like this. I, look, I'm, I can understand its resources and you you need mentors to be in place and it's time, it's, you know, financially, could they could they afford to do it? You know, can you not? Um, but you are looking at, is, that, is there a way of doing this? You know, is there a way of, men, you know, like you said, upload it into your mentor. Your mentor has, I don't know, eight referees underneath them. Uh, and they go through their, their game footage and just highlight a couple of bits and pieces for them to work on for the following week. Yeah, look, I think um, like growing up as a referee 20 years ago, we probably didn't have as much as the mentoring as what, what is in place today. I mean, the level of mentoring today is is a lot better than what it was. Mm-hmm. Is there more that can be done? I, I definitely think there is. And I think we probably just need to take advantage of the technology that's around more particularly if we've got grassroots clubs using using technology that you know videos of games and puts it in the cloud for someone to go and take take away so i i definitely think there's there's more can be done there was one thing you said earlier steve that was really interesting which was after becoming a coach and going through your qualifications you now can't watch football the same no right now i i'm the same ever since becoming a referee yeah. I just all of a sudden I watch football and all I care about is the referee's performance yeah so it was really interesting like just to hear that from you and just understand what that looks like from a from a coach's perspective yeah like you know just looking at the game differently yeah you, you do you look at the game di- I, I think it's not watching the game it's who you're watching the game with so I'm not sure if you're like that with you know if, if you go with your pals or you go out to a pub and, and watch one of the big games um, yeah. it, it, is you, you always get somebody or a group of people probably shouting at the referee and you go, no, he's probably got that one right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, you're right, he's, he's done well there. Or, you know, he's, you know, you can see, or maybe his position wasn't good on that one, but it, it's, you know, same for me, you know, coaching, I can't go and watch the games in big groups of people because it, it's, it's lovely to watch it with big groups of people because you've got that that environment and you know it's it's very exciting and the emotions run high, but you you go into almost like coach mode. I, I've, there's not probably one game where I've managed to switch off apart from the daughter's game and just go. Do you know what? Just just enjoy it. 
you know, yeah, when, yeah. You, when you've got big games and, you know, Premier League games or European games and um, World Cup games, you know, you definitely don't, I don't want to be in it. You won't find me in a, in a pub or, or near anyone who hasn't got a clue about football. <laughs> <laughs> so we've, um, we've, we've talked a lot about coaching. Let's talk about your role that yes. you do today. Yes. Like, so uh, tell us a little about your role at the YDL and what the YDL is. Well, okay, YDL Youth Development League. Um, we're on our ninth season. Um, we're looking forward to next year because it's our it's our this will be our tenth year anniversary, which which is a milestone. Um, for sure. The league is for colleges um, and basically FE for education uh, for sixteen to nineteen year olds uh, in full time education. Um, it was created because there was a need for um, a football for all league, let's say. Um, that's probably the best way of doing it, which which is localised. Um, that doesn't matter about the level of, of, of player. Uh, we've got a tiered system in there, which we can we can jig around the teams. Um, it, it goes up and down the country. We've got divisions up in the northeast, in the Midlands, south. We've we've got six divisions there. We've got Premier division in that one as well so that's where our tiering system come in place um but the need was is um in education a lot of the young um learners were were falling out of education because of they weren't getting into teams they thought they were they were registered with one team um and, and again learning that i've been on nine years worth of cpd for <laughs> football and and the league is because it's just totally different you know i i, I didn't realize once you once you registered one league, if you had two teams in there, you couldn't play for the other team unless you had a transfer. So a lot of young people were dropping out of the football side of the programs, not necessarily the education side of the programs, but the football side because they're upset because they thought they should be in Team A rather than Team B. Now we come up with the idea of um, creating. I'd like to call it the development league. Is is that's what it's known as? Is because what it should be, it should be complemented with an elite league above it. Uh, which we have. We've got the, the National Youth Alliance League, uh, the Youth League and the AOC um, run their own top-level leagues. So what we do is say to these teams that are in these leagues, look, put your second string team with us and what you can do is you can dual register your 40, 50, maybe 60 learners in both and then you can truly have player development because you can put them, in, put, put them in Team A for one week and then drop them down in Team B if they need a bit of work. Um, also, it's a lot of the rules come from my, my upbringing within academy system where um, we've got roll on roll off subs, and it's the same for both teams. So both teams got the same playing field to work with. So it's so it's excellent. So it's roll on roll off. It's so that everyone gets involved in playing football, um, and we've got we've we've got a league cup, we've got a champions of champions, where our divisional winners uh, in the um, Midlands will play the, the champions of the divisions from the from the south, and we just have a, a champions of champions which you guys officiate at, which is which is great. So, in a whirlwind, you know we're, that's that's who we are. That's what we do. We've got this year. We've done we've done really well. We've got uh, seventy five teams registered for the league, and we've got over two thousand five hundred players currently at the moment registered for the league. You know that that will grow because they're they're still enrolling learners. They're still uh, registering the players, so we'll we still get a couple more through there. But really, it's just create a framework for these young people to play football in that's localised. Yeah. What's it been like wearing a different hat? So chairman of the league, 
What's that been like for you? Um, it's been, I think I said to you just a minute ago, it was, it's a massive learning curve. It's huge. This, I've, I've got, a, I've got a great team with me. I've, I've got a, a league uh, secretary called John Goodyear. He's, he was, he spent 25 years um, working, well, being a secretary at, at Fleet Town Football Club and his knowledge and his attention to detail and his memory is unbelievable for names and numbers is is a lot better than me um but he's he you know we bounce things off he's definitely got you know has, has educated me right the way through on what we can do what we can't do so you know we have we have rules and regulations we have fines you, you know we, we don't want to find our, our our member clubs but we just need them to make sure they we run and operate in the best way for the players and the coaches um, to make sure the season runs smoothly, but yeah, to cut long story short, yeah, it, it's it's been nine years worth of CPD, totally different. I thought I knew football from playing to coaching. I thought it'd be an easy transition, but probably like me going into refereeing, I'd be like duck out of water. But no, I've, I've managed managed to get hold of it and managed to uh, love it, enjoy it, and, and and work with it. What's one of the challenges you faced? Biggest challenges with with the league. Has it been understanding the levels, the tiering, or is it something else? I, it, not the levels and tiering. That that happens naturally because you can see. I, I think what's difficult as well for the clubs that we work with, they, they've got a two-year cycle where they come. learners will come in at year 12, they go to year okay. 13, and then they, they move on. Um, so it's quite difficult to judge levels of teams. What, what we judge is, is levels of of the clubs because obviously we've got big clubs in terms of football communities like West Ham, Millwall, Charlton. We've got non-league clubs and they can, they can just go from a range of, a, you know, step five up to a, a, a national league club. Um, you know, and we've got private academies as well, but it, it's just, the tiering isn't the problem. It, where it is, is just making sure the administration side of the league is actually run smoothly um, that's the hardest point because for me as a coach as well, the administration is, is, is never going to be a strong point because you want to be on, on the, the field and on the grass with, with the players. But it is, it's making sure players are registered before they play. It's making sure that, that, that the uh, match confirmations are sent for, for the correct kickoff time, making sure people turn up at the right place. Um, it's the match returns. Um, and these are all new to me. Like when we first started, what's a match return? Well, match return is where you you you, know, you put your score in, you put your team on, you know, you, you, you've got your goal scores, you've got your people who've got red and yellow cards on it. So it's, it's all the details of, of, of the match. Um, and that goes on to the, the FA sites. Um, and it's just managing. I think it's managing the clubs to make sure um, compliance-wise, administration-wise, that they actually keep up to speed and keep up to date with what they need to do. Okay, and that, so on the flip side, then what what's been the highlight over the last nine years? Wow, one highlight it's you have one, to pick. One, one. I don't know if I can pick one, Ben. Okay, you can have two. I've not about ten. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, one, one per year. <laughs> one, yeah, one per year. One, one per year. Yeah, that'd be brilliant. I, I think. Look, if I was in Compass, it all it's seeing the young people play football. Um, that's what it's all the about, level yeah. the, the level has increased I can see from day one to, to to the ninth season like we're talking about the tactics the way they play the facilities is becoming better and better and better and, and, and watching these young people um, play football and play at the level they are it's great and, and don't get me wrong it's brilliant to see these 
we, we've had quite a few success stories of players that played in the league, gone to make professional football, footballers, gone to pro clubs, which are great. But it's also for the young person that wants to run around as well. Mental and physical well-being is, is key. Um, and that's something I, I do believe the league, you know, provides. Um, so a highlight would be just seeing these young people play football. One more highlight would be to see these young people get their medals and trophies at the end of the season, whether it is they've won a divisional winners, they won the league, i.e. Um, they're, they're winners of one of our cup competitions or the, or the young people that win the golden boots, uh, i.e. the top goal scorers. To see their smiles on their faces when they get that is, is priceless. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, and a third highlight I'd like to have as well, because I said it was great, is, do you know what? It is a pleasure to work with the um, staff at these football clubs. We've created some not real long-term relationships. We've had founder clubs for now nine seasons and the relationships you build up. Uh, and John and myself as, as a league, we get out every Wednesday uh, to one of our divisions and we just, we, we go and watch a game. We pick a game, we go and watch it. Uh, the hospitality from, from our uh, member clubs, brilliant. You know, we've built up some really, really strong relationships and it's just nice. Me and John are people, people, and we just like, like networking and being around and providing a service. Love that. Thank you. Sorry, it was so many, but I couldn't. I yeah, couldn't no, just have one. Great, love that. I mean, you love what you do, right? So it's great that there's yeah, loads good. of highlights. Where does it go from here, Steve? What's the next five, ten years look like? Wow, five, ten years. I think I'll be a lot greyer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'll join that club as well. <laughs> yeah, I hope a couple of kids would have moved up by then. Have a bit more free time. No, um, <laughs> seriously. Well, look. 10-year anniversary is going to be amazing to hit, to hit 10 years. I didn't, I, I didn't think it will go to where it's where it go to um, okay. in, in in the nine seasons. I, I, I didn't believe it. Where would it go to? We'd, we'd like to, um, in the next five years, we'd like to increase the divisions, increase the teams in the divisions, just make it more localised. Um, you know, we'll, we'll look to get divisions around East Anglia, um, Manchester, because we need okay. we, we we're up at the northeast. We need to come down a little bit um, and join join up with the Midlands. So I'd like I would like to join um, join up the, the northeast with the Midlands uh, and have a few more divisions inside there. Um, I would love to get a girls league. Running. Okay, I think that would be especially with the way that the the women's football and the lionesses have have, have really you know I see it with my daughter and you're going. Wow, there is some really, really good players out there, and and we were watching last night one of the women's super league games on on, on TV, and do you know what? It's nice. So I think we'd like to do that. That I think that would be quite a tough gig to get up and running, but we would like to do that. Um, I think that'd be something special to have, you know, a boys and and a girls league up and running. Um, in the future, um, it would be nice to get maybe some representative sides. Up and going um, because I think there is a I think there is a need um, to showcase. We go around and we watch so many good players. Wow, they're, they're they're some really really good players. I think it'd be great to see if we could we could put a representative side for these young to create a platform for these young people to be scouted or watched by clubs. That I think that would be really nice, um, you know, to have. And then one of the other last ones that you know I was saying to John and and Victoria, who's our uh, marketing and communications coordinator was um, possibly linking up with uh, a scheme called Turner's. It was Erasmus um, and taking um, these young people out to um, 
Europe and experiencing what it's like out there. So that's all government funded. So to do with the FE uh, provision. So some, you know, around them, that's what I like to base it on growing, expanding out to girls football, looking at representative side, and also seeing if we can we can link in with these government schemes to get the the boys and girls out to different European countries to experience what it's like out there in in the world of sport within Europe. I love that because there's, there's opportunities for like there's loads of tournaments all over the all over the country, all over the world, right? Um, that'd yeah. be great to to get a a YDL team or two out out of those uh, those events. Yeah. I'm fortunate enough to think, read think, them, so it's amazing to go and play with with foreign players, right? Yeah, it, it's another experience. I, I forgot to mention as well is um, you know other things that we would we would like to do to do with the league is is just just to make it you know. Um, more partners like yourself because you've been brilliant you guys I know it's your podcast I'm not going to say that but you are you've been, you've, you two have been brilliant um, thanks Steve you know because you sponsor our you know our officials at our finals and I'd like to bring more um, partners to the table because it's not in the league's benefit it's for our member club's benefit you know we you know VO we work with VO we're looking at a league exchange program for them where the, you know the, the video footage will be put on on the you know, up in the cloud and people about to access it. You know, I'm, I'm speaking to um, an organisation at the moment about scholarships, not just out in the States, but out into Australia, into Canada. Um, so I, I want to bring more partners that can offer more to the, the, the young learner slash player in that FE space. Yeah. Um, because they're not all going to be footballers. You know, it's a, you know, Ben, you'll probably know the percentage, what is it, 0.02 or something like this, in terms of make it a top level. Um, it's so difficult, you know. If they make it a non-league, that's brilliant. But you still probably need a, you know, a job to go alongside it. So, um, I'd, I'd like to sort of do as much advice and guidance as, as possible by introducing great partners like the, the the company I'm talking to at the moment about scholarships out to different different countries. Um, you know, VO people looking at the tech side, refereeing like you guys doing. There's loads. There's loads of different avenues for these young people to go to, and and also for the clubs to benefit from it. Like yourselves, uh, I know referees are you know, really hard to get to get hold of, um, and you guys provide a good service because our clubs not just run in our league, but they run in all the other. They might have under under sevens up right up to a first team. So there's there's lots of opportunities we'd like to bring to the table, guys. Yeah, that's that's really cool. Uh, I love it. Um, I think the, the league's fantastic. The things that you can do moving forward is great. Um, you touched on it a little bit around match officials and officials for for your league. So, how how does it currently work? Is it is it league appointed officials? Do clubs have to find their own? What what would you like to do different with it's, officials it's moving not, forward? It's it's not league. We don't appoint. You know, if we did, we'd, we'd come be coming straight to you guys and go, "Look, can you sort it out?" Well, it's another thing. We don't know what to do. John does, by the way. I don't. John John knows always. Like he's like the oracle. Um, no, it, it's it's club appointed. So the club appoint their their officials. Um, you know, and we point them to you guys because we know how difficult it is for clubs to get qualified members of staff or qualified member staff, qualified match officials um, out to their games. You know, we've tried to make it as easy as possible, um, you know, by having just one match official and club linesman. But it's not. That's another thing, Ollie, I would like to improve is, is and Ben, I'd like to improve and make sure we have three match officials on at every game. Well, it doesn't, ma- doesn't matter what level it is, three match officials, because the young people deserve it. Um, and it's nothing worse than, you know, being a substitute and then going, 
there's a flag. Go go run the because line. I, I I don't know the rules. Let alone these young people. You know, it's go, yeah, go run the line. And by the way, your mates are shouting at you. Why aren't you sticking the flag up? You know? <laughs> <laughs> or can you stick yeah, your flag where's up? Where's the lines <laughs> on the pitch? Where's Where's VAR? Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think yeah, I and, and and I agree. You know, there there is certainly um, scenarios where you don't want to be an assistant referee as a player for yeah. sure. But I think there are opportunities where you can probably make that that opportunity to be an assistant referee or a referee and just make it transparent to a network. Yeah. And go, hey, there are these opportunities to come in referee local football in what I would say is probably a relatively safe environment. Yeah. Okay, you're going to get some um, some challenges, but there's also some positivity around it, you know, because I expect some of your member clubs uh, are quite strict on the discipline of their children or their yeah. students, should I say around making sure that they focus on playing and less about what um, what the referees decided to do, you know, so. Yeah, and it'd be interesting to see this this new ruling that's coming, isn't it, about the um, deduction of points uh, yeah. for, for consistent, poor, bad behaviour. I think I think that's right, you know, and I think, you know, you guys will know more than me. I think it's driven by the referees' report. Um, and, uh, you know, I know something that we, you know, when we're talking about yes ref and, what it brings to the table, and you know, I think that there is is really important if you've if you've got that sort of dialogue. Um, yeah, it's 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 key, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Partition, p- p- participation, behaviour, Partici- Yeah, thanks, Ben. Yeah, I couldn't get my words out. Right? Too much, mama, on that holiday. Yeah. <laughs> clearly too much, Steve. Clearly too much. Yeah, the, uh, the grammar's got worse. Um, I think it's the feedback loop. It's just, you know, what was your experience like? Was it good, bad or ugly? And what, what was that for the home team, the away team and the and the sports official, right? I think create a little loop and then let's see see where that takes us. And do you know what? I don't, you know, you guys come to our AGMs um, at the start of September for, for all of our, our divisions in our, in our league. And I thought what you've done in terms of the Diamond Nine, where you, where you put... Um, the, the key areas in terms of safeguarding payment of, of the ref uh, and you put say look go and put it in prioritise you know these nine points and put it in a diamond nine and what you had there and when you had secretaries coaches and then you guys were officials you're going wow the, the answer you can see the answers change with the different personnel Hats. that you'd have in there with their coaches and I, but I think it's great because you educate uh, and the feedback that you get from them in terms of what they're looking for and what their needs are is, you know, you could, it's a bit like me and John with the league. I keep saying to John, it's not what we want, it's what our member clubs want, you know. So, for example, we, you know, they wanted more regionalised uh, cup games and then the latter rounds and it opens up into the region. And you go and, and we changed it because that's what they want. They don't want to be travelling from region one to region six. They want to keep it in 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 close proximity until they go around there. A bit like with you guys, you know, when you with us, you know, hopefully you learned something uh, from our member clubs that maybe maybe you didn't before because it's it's what how they see it. It's not how I see it as a league chairman or how you see it as business owners with 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 Yesref. It's it's what the clubs want, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's, they are certainly the driver in the in the conversation. Um, you know, and we just want to facilitate that and hopefully make it five percent easier. You know. I think I think what you're offering is, is is brilliant because you know speaking to a lot of member clubs as we do you know to offer the service that you do in terms of saying look here's a system that we've got that can find the referees, pay the referees on time unlike you know yourself Ben when you talk to me you you you've ref the don't name the club don't name the club I'll get in trouble no I won't, I won't. 
at this club. Um, and you know, you're talking Premier League clubs, aren't you? You know, where, where you do your, your match for shades, and you, you're not getting your your money straight away. Where look, it's these young people. You know, it's a I know it might be their pocket money, but so be it. It's they, they've earned it, haven't they? And at the end of the game, they should be paid paid on time. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I think what, to... what what they do, and and the more things that you're bringing bringing to the party as well, you know, you, you have a new concept. So, you know, you've been talking to me about. I think you know it'll make make it really well. And I hope that the member clubs and that um, and all clubs up and down the country really see what you're doing and 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 buy into it because it's it's brilliant. Thanks, Steve. Thank That's really kind. We got one last question for you that we like to ask all our podcast guests. Go on. If we was to give you a little magic wand, yeah, what's the one thing you'd want to change about sports officiating from your perspective? Oh, oh! <laughs> and now you can only have one as well. You can't have <laughs> yeah. one for every. Do you know, year the first, the, what they say is say the first thing that comes into your head because it's usually yeah, yeah from the gut. The, the, the one thing is it change it? I'll just just say it is. I wish players wouldn't abuse referees at top level. I wish they wouldn't because, and I wish, you know, the FA would really, really stamp down this because the impact that it has, and I know this is, you know, when I was doing grassroots coaching, the impact that it has on grassroots players, then take it, take it on their journey. Yeah. It's a mate, the, the effing and jeffing at the referee. You, you see an eight-year-old do that and you go, why? Because so-and-so's done it. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just wish it was. I look at rugby and I go, I wish it was like rugby. In terms of they don't, they don't speak, they, they don't abuse referees, and if they did, it's a penalty, isn't it? Another ten yards. Do you think we'll um, ever get there? Do you think that could ever happen in football? It's, it's two totally different. It's, it's two totally different types of people, isn't it? In terms of uh, different cultures, right? And, and, Different cultures, hundred percent, where it's come from, and you know where it's played. Um, I'd I'd love it to, but in all the years that I've been involved, it I don't think it's moved much. You know, you still look at the the Premier League players on on Sky, and, and even if they take the noise off, you can still mouth read. And when you've got young people watching it, you just go, please, you know, I don't, I you know, I, I know it's a, a very emotional sport. So is rugby. So is every other sport, but. In rugby, you don't you don't see it. You don't tell them. You know the referee's got that decision and what what they think of it. Um, I think it's got better because they've now got the rulings, haven't they? You know you can't wave a fake card. What is it? No more than three. You know you can't have three three players around the referee or whatever the ruling is. I think that's good. Steve, it's been a real pleasure listening to you and understanding about your um, your background in coaching and then what you've done with the YDL League, which I think has been very impressive. It's awesome. Yeah, it's so good for doing it for doing it for these nine years and getting all of these kids involved and I, I'm excited to see what your 10th year is going to look like your little anniversary and what's going to be different yes, for that year you know? yeah yeah that'll be good and it's been really interesting understanding what it's like as a league chairman you know the different perspective that that's that's given you and the perspective that that has on uh, sports official as well so we're uh, very thankful for your time yeah no th- yeah, thank you for you guys as well supporting the you know youth development league in terms of the um, you know, providing the officials for our, our final. So, you know, we, we thank you for that. You know, long may that your your support, um, you know, on the YDL continue.